36th edition of the Guna podcast recorded early in October. We're about to embark on yet another international break and won't play again for almost a fortnight. Our sponsors are Vision Sports, Purpose Shooting for all your Arsenal book needs. We're about to release a new book entitled The Pocket Book of Arsenal, featuring plenty of Arsenal history, ancient and recent, with accompanying illustrations. Plug over, it's time to get down to our customary introduction of the panel. And first up, a young man without the hairstyle to match David Udo. <laughs> Unbelievable. He can talk. Good, uh, good evening, listeners. Zach can some love him, some hate him. A bit like Marmite. You can ignore him. The hybrid spy himself, Mr. Steve Ashford. How do you do? And I'm a Sweden fan, by the way. Oh, yeah. And last but by no means least, had, uh, he's been kept away by delayed flights, man flu, Hungarian women with serious frontage, but he's able to join us this evening. It's Mr. Mark Hollington. Hello there, listeners. Nice to be here. Well, we're recording this the evening after 6-2 thumping of Blackburn. Um, the question I'm going to ask, David, is uh, rather d- hung over, Mr. Rudo. Uh, yes, I am. Is uh, is Arsene Wenger proved his doubt was wrong? Not yet. Not yet. Um, one swallow does not a summer make. Um, but we're playing really well. We're scoring goals from everywhere on the pitch. We've unearthed a goalkeeper from absolute nowhere. Our uh, five foot eleven inch centre half is not tall enough. Apparently, he's tall enough, and he's going to be our top goal scorer. And at the moment, everything in the garden's rosy. Just fucking hope and pray we don't get three injuries. Which three would they be? Uh, at this moment, I'm Alexander Song, Thomas for Marlon, and um, uh, Fabregas. Probably Fabregas is coming back into form. Uh, last two games, he's been exceptional. Um, Song's the only player in the squad who can play the defensive midfield role. Um, and Vermaelen's the mustard. Mm. Is the bottom line. But, um, that, that, I, We're going to speak about him a little bit later. But, well, it's gone really well so far. I mean, Wenger's come out at the start of the season and he said, um, but it's, it's shit or get off the pot time, essentially. He said, you know, I, I've been telling you these kids are going to mature. Um, and was to, uh, I can't remember which journalist it was, but said, so, so when's that going to happen? He said, well, it's got to be this season. So... So far, you know, we've we've played four tough away games, lost two of them against two of our serious rivals, and, and we've mopped pretty much everybody else. So, uh. okay, Mr. Arlington, I am quite literally over the moon. Ten was it? Twelve games so far, ten wins. That is a phenomenal start to the end season. The way you look at it, the football we're playing is magnificent. I said at the start of the season, so all you listeners out there, it'd be a brilliant season for us. All the naysayers were going, no, it'd be terrible. We won't even finish top four. I can guarantee you now out there, we're going to win the league. Ah, it is a delight to watch at the moment. Yesterday game against Blackburn. Brilliant, of course you could say. But the defence, as Wenger sorted out the defensive problems, that is a word on many Arsenal fans' lips. I say to them, do not worry, we are scoring goals here. We are scoring goals there. Even the Marlins score goals everywhere. It's a joy to behold. It's going to be a marvellous season. Right, and the idea is that you score more than you let in. Exactly, Mondo. Which that didn't is happen it, against Manchester United and didn't happen against Manchester City. You could not win every game, but that doesn't matter. Well, that's the idea, though, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> top four games, the top four teams are Manchester City, if you want to include those now. You win some, you, you lose some. There's 12 ultra, ultra shit teams in the league. You win those home and away, then you win against Everton, Villa, Tottenham away, or get a point here and there, win those at home. The league is yours. We will do that. We have done what was asked of us so far. Winning the key games, Everton away, what was that, 6-1? Brilliant. Guaranteed championship. Okay. 
Well, are you sitting comfortably, listeners? Because I think we're going to get to the opinions of uh, of the hybrid spy, who's who's rather happy at the moment, well, aren't you? What can you say? I came in today and I went, oh, well, I'm dreading this. I said, uh, we've won 10 out of 12, as Mark said, in all competitions. Only lost to two. Even one of those we should have won. So I'm sitting here with pretty much, as I do every season, with ink on my face. Um, because I, I kind of agree with Mark. You can't really fault anything at the moment, uh, but I do kind of agree with David. If Alex Song gets injured, um, we're in trouble. And I still maintain that he should maybe have bought the experienced midfield player in the summer. But um, apparently Vieira's coming back in January, by all accounts. So uh, it's, all, it's all looking rather good. Um, you know, I can't really say much else other than that without making myself look really stupid. You raise a good point though, Steve. Injuries could be it. Yeah. And I think you mentioned about like, the three key players there. I do agree that if we get the injuries that have us in recent years, strength in depth is not a problem. What is a problem is that I'm spine of the M team. Mm. In the same way if Liverpool lose, you know, Torres or Gerard, the same way if like, you know, Chelsea were to lose Lampard or Terry. If we were to lose Sesk or we were to lose, you know, Vermarlin, we'd be in trouble. But that's the, that, that is the same for any top four team. Yeah. yeah. I don't Chelsea think that's a, they're in trouble. Yeah. I, th- I think the spine of Chelsea's team is more... People talk about Lampard, but I don't think it's more SEM, actually. Well, whoever it might be, whoever you regard last the spine... Because last Whereas Lampard's a bit of a, a luxury in Have you been this year? No, no defensive yeah. goals. No. No last-minute winners. Hmm. Maybe he's starting to get a bit old at the beginning of the end of Lampard. I think it might be, actually. Because yeah. he seemed... I didn't think he'd been around as long as he has. And you think, you know, he's he was playing, he was playing in, 1970, in 1997, 98 when, we, when, um, when West Ham came to Arsenal and Hartson blasted that ball over the bar. The oh, yeah, back in 97. Yeah, Lance was in the side. That was when he was really fat. But back to your point, Admiral, what I will say is every team, yeah, yeah every team, even the top four, have key players. Yeah. As do. do we. And there's not one perfect team in our league. There's not one team that has got flaws. They I stole their best player and they're right. suffering. But he was a. I think we're going to see this year, actually, from what I've seen so far, in all the Champions League matches, you know, the Premiership games, I actually think we're looking better than United. And we should have murdered them up there. I was having a conversation with a couple thinking. of mates yesterday um, about its currency. And are Manchester United still the team to beat? And the, the, the conversation came out of if you could take players from any other Premier League team, like who would you take? You know, from Liverpool personally, I'd probably only take Torres from. You were quite hungover yesterday when you had this conversation, weren't you? Yeah, I couldn't see my own hands. Right, okay. So is, it, so was, first, is this stuff that we need to know? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, Steve, Steve, and Ger- Steve and Gerard and Rafa Benitez are the two biggest con men in English football for reasons that I won't even try to go into. Uh, but we got, got around to Manchester United, and aside from a fully fit Rio Ferdinand, which doesn't exist, and a fully fit Owen Hargreaves, which is also a thing of imagination. A bit like a fully fit Thomas Rizicki. I've seen, I've seen that in the flesh. <laughs> I've seen that in the flesh this year. And apart from Rooney, I don't think I'd take anyone from Man United. We they are very much a sum of their parts. Would you like to take Anderson? Anderson is a pretty decent, Fidditch. hard man midfielder. Anderson, 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 <laughs> I just think Anderson would make a really good partnership with Song in the middle. Anderson's a poor man's Darren Fletcher. Well, I think Darren Fletcher's a pretty reasonable I think he's a bit of a reason. Yeah, Darren Fletcher's come away. Well, fuck, man, you know. No, I, don't, I, I was I, about I, to say, this is an Arsenal podcast. But they, are, they, are, they are the sum of their parts, but I don't think they're an outstanding side anymore. And, um, yeah, I think we look yeah. good. If we can, if we can, or if we do have the money to buy a couple of players in January, um, I mean, as, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I think by the end of February, we played the other... 
well, with the other, I suppose, top four teams, as it were, we played them twice, and the only tricky games we've got after that are Tottenham and one more going against Man City. So if we're there or thereabouts, i.e. within five points of the top by the end of February, mm. it's on. Actually, it's if on you go back to this time last year, and you, you take that run we went on when we lost 3-0 to Manchester City last November, yeah. mm. uh, we lost to Chelsea, I think, in the league, didn't we? I can't think of any other league games we've lost in that time. No, so, so this year we're, we've lost two. And the end of last year we lost Chelsea. That's three league games in about 30-odd matches. Mm. Which is pretty amazing, really. It is, it's quite phenomenal. For a so-called team that's finished and way past its best, it's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. No matter, no matter way how past its best, actually. In the to... sense of, you know, the fact that we, we haven't got the Perez anymore, the Burkhams, the Omnis, right, okay. and changing for trophies, apparently. Right. In that, in that regard, Admiral. Right, OK. Um, quickly, Thomas Rizicki. Great to have him back. That's mm. what I was about to say. Absolutely brilliant. And um, what do you think? How much we missed him last couple of years. In what way? Oh, well, I think he looked fantastic. He replaces Pires in my male admiration. He's got lovely hair. He's got lovely hair. I used to love. He taps into your homosexuality. That's what you mean. I love the moustache, the Pires hair, the Pires way of running, and it, and it did <laughs> tap into my female side. Resistance no, that's homosexual my, side. It's not female side. <laughs> it taps into my female side as well. And besides that, he's an excellent player. He brings something. Unique to the team that no other player. He's a very, play. very intelligent footballer. Yeah, and we haven't got. We've got lots of skillful players, but you only have to look at Abu Dhabi. Let's face it: if it looks like a retard and sounds like a retard, it probably is a fucking retard. And so are you, because you've said that twice on the podcast. Really? Yeah. I'm still hung over. I'm still hung over. Right, going back to me mineral water. Um, Right, anyway, Abu Diar, uh, no, but Rizitsky's a very, very intelligent for me. See that by, you can, you can fuck off. You can, you can tell by his runs, um, uh, you can tell by his movement off the ball. Uh, he's, he's a very, very intelligent footballer. Also, he doesn't mind a tackle. Um, with bear in mind, you know, he's, he's had leg knacks for the best part of two years. You wouldn't blame him for shitting out, but he, he brings a bit of steel. He brings a bit of steel. And if you look at yesterday's Arsenal team, last mm. year we were accused, and we probably rightly accused, of being too young and too inexperienced yeah. and, and, and like a team of teenagers, essentially. If you look at the team of the Big Blackburn, 6'2". Gallas, old man. Gallas, old man. Vermeilen, 23-24. Sagna, 26. Fischer, 24. Song, 23. Arshavid, 28. Rizinski, 29. Van Persie, 26. Fabregas, 22. There wasn't a teenager amongst them. And if anything, there were more players over 25 than, than younger than 25, which leads me to believe if we'd have had a bit more experience last year and the year before, things might have been better. Okay. That's quite a good point for you, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Out, mate. Cheers. Yeah. Well, there is, there is somebody you're actually forgetting. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, Sammy Nasri. Who oh, yeah, I forgot that. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's yet to come back into the team. The problem is, like, where do you play him now? Because obviously you've got sort of, you know, you've got Arshib in, you've got Diablo's, obviously, whatever. <laughs> If you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come on cue. <laughs> um, where would you play him? You know, because he can play various roles. Can he, he play centre? He's all right in the centre, isn't he? He's he has. He he's the, 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 last is, the thing is, I mean, what do you mean by the centre? If you say the centre, you think four four two, two centre midfield. The RB role nowadays, or the Danielson role. That spot, he can right. play there. Can't he can he? play there. He can play there definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I think he, he would do better than Danielson or the RB. I agree. The funny thing is that on on um, or at the end of last season when he actually played in that um, that three, in the um, triangle of love. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> when he played in that three, Martin Keown actually pointed out that playing in that three, he actually got through an awful lot of work and and a, an awful lot of challenges and won the ball and picked up and was taking the ball off people's feet. 
which is not what you'd expect from Sami Nasri, is it? You kind of think of him as more of a creative player. But there is a very industrious part of his, t- of his, of his play. But in that respect, could he possibly take over from Alexander Thom? Uh, we saw the last six games of last season when they started playing in a more defensive role. That's what I mean, but yeah. at the same time, if, if, why, why buy the, the most potent um, attacking creative force in the French Premier League and say, that you're all very good at that and we appreciate that, but I'm going to turn you into you know, a pies and peas clogger who sits in front of the back four. It's needs must, though, isn't it? You're saying that, you know... He... Well, in that case, it's a waste of £12 million. We could have spent no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is you're worried about the fact that, you know, um, the Africa Cup of Nations, whatever they bloody call it this yeah. year, um, you're going to lose Alexander Song and he may get injured, then, you know, you have to slot somebody else in. Could um, Sami Nasri be that player? No. Well, I don't think Nasri... When you look at Alexander Song, and I'm his biggest critic, and I watch his game incredibly closely... Yeah. And I, I have to admit, his game's come on a million percent yeah. in the last year. And now you can't imagine Arsenal without Alexander Song. You know, I know he's not the best, but he's, he's good enough and he's better than most. Better than most. Yeah. Um, and he, the amount of work and tackling and harassing he does, it's just incredible. It was great. He yeah. yeah. was like, man, yeah. match my opinion. Oh, actually. If, you, if you sit up in the gods where I do at the Emirates and you, you, you see the, the, the scope of the play and the running off the ball, he does an, an enormous amount of work. Can't see Nasri somehow becoming that industrious. I think the player will, repla- who, who will replace someone in that position, if, if, you know, notwithstanding the fact the manager may decide to bring someone in. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but before he got injured, Danielson was a different player at the start of this season. Mm, I don't think he was. I just think you've seen him in a different light. Well, it's good to Seriously, I think he played very well. Danielson's been injured. We've still won games, and we look, look a better side. Yeah. And the team is a million times more creative without him. Mm. But we are giving other teams a bit more opportunity than we gave them when Danielson was in the team. I'm a, I am a big fan of Danielson. I was last season. I mean, I, I, know, I don't like to go by the statistics, the optimum um, statistics, but he was the top player in, you know, in the, as midfielder in the amount of the pass completion. Yeah. I know he didn't pass over. I know they didn't. But that's, that, that's, yeah, exactly. But what about... Um, Gilberto, you know, we all looked at Gilberto for years and years and years and thought, good lord, look what do we need? You look at Gilberto, and yeah. you look at Vieira, and you look at all the top defensive midfielders in the country. Yeah, they're not midgets, and Nasri's a midget, and Danielson's a midget. Oh, Flamini was uh, quite small. Flamini was chunky. Yeah. Flamini wasn't a defensive midfield player though. He, he was Nasri's quite big. Yeah, he was a box to box player. He's quite broad, isn't he, Nasri? Yeah, for a guy who's five foot seven, yeah. Yeah. Compare him to like, well, Flamini, I thought was quite slight. I reckon Flamini was probably about my size, which obviously you can't see because he's like, Dol- <laughs> he's like a young Dolph Lundgren. He's <laughs> like a young Dolph Lundgren. We, we've, we've lost three games, what, in 11 months to Chelsea in the league. We've lost to Chelsea, United, and Man City. And I, and I think one of our big failures there is we've not gone toe to toe in the midfield with big, massive defensive midfielders. Well, no, 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 no I, I, dis- I disagree. In the Manchester United defeat. We we were Isn't all it? over them. We absolutely yeah. destroyed. It was only yeah. you know self sabotage with the Spanish waiter and I don't yeah. mention Abu Dhabi, but if it looks like a retard and no seriously an own goal and a, a shitty penalty. No, no, I, I think we really came into our own in that game. Yeah. The Man City game, I think we we lost against a man with a point to prove. Can you see us going toast to toe with Chelsea in maybe the Champions League quarter final or semi final with Danielson in midfield and yeah. in the game? Yeah, why I'm not? not sure. So if it was Vieira, even past his prime, I'd be more confident, you know. Steve. I would, I would as well. Have any of you actually seen Vieira in the last year or so? I, I saw him at Chelsea and Liverpool yesterday on the MTV. I did as well, actually. Was he doing at Chelsea? Yeah. Well, no, hang on, hang on, and, and apparently he couldn't get a flight in early enough to the Arsenal game, so he ended up watching the Chelsea game. Yeah. But what did he, what was he flying in for anyway? Was there some kind of reception for Wenger last night? Um, Contract talks. Contract talks. 
Right, okay, and he had to do that yesterday. Yeah, I'm only joking. Right. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm hoping it's going to It is the international break, so he's got a bit of spare time yeah. on his hands, yeah. why not? Yeah. Right, okay. I think it could just be, you know, just mates getting together in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Henri's around, had a French reconnection. I'll tell you, I wouldn't fancy playing the bill last night, would you? Henri, Wenger, um, Vieira, goodness knows who else. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of espresso. They wouldn't have some names, would they? But Wenger likes to put it away, don't yeah. he? <laughs> Are you going somewhere? So we get my wine. Okay. Um, I, well, let's let's go back on to team matters. Um, oh, and because you no, know, you've been very very positive, so I'm going to have to bring in another negative. You know, but I can um, bruise your spirits. Oh, don't do that, Admiral. Oh, Come on. Well, look, seriously, we've got a problem. One thing I tell the listeners today is, I never knew the Admiral's got a tattoo. I didn't realise that. Until I was quite <laughs> oh, what are you now? Another difference from last season. Yes. Um, is that we've replaced Carlo Torre. We have indeed. Who incidentally is doing very, very well at Manchester City, if you've noticed. Oh, I don't think he's with that. Oh, I think he's playing very well. The 4-3 defeat at Manchester United. Three goals from headers every time Torre lost his man. Ding dong spot on. You'd be allowed to do that in the Arsenal. We're allowed to do that in the Arsenal defence. So used to doing that at Arsenal. Every time we conceded a high ball or a goal from a corner or a dead ball, if you look closely, it was always Torre that never picked the man up. And everyone was saying, oh, Tory never gets up for the dead balls, and now he's not getting up for the dead balls at Man City. So I'm quite pleased about that. I never liked Tory, he's always rubbish. <laughs> he might be good, he's a good pacing player, but I don't think he gets up for the dead balls, the crosses. And he's now 48, so pace isn't his strong play, point Who did they play last Monday? They're playing as we speak, aren't they? They played West Ham last Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah West Ham don't count. He was at oh, next for four But going back to your point, right? He was fantastic. He was fantastic against. Well, what, 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 was the, what was the exact question? Yes. Well, what I was coming to um, was that um, obviously Thomas Marlon's been added to the team. Over Marlon, over Marlon, over Marlon, number five. Soldier Rooney, soldier droppers, because he leaves those rats alive. Over Marlon, over Marlon. Over Marlin, number five, sort of man you had it bombed or cause you were born outside. And I think the general consensus across the, the footballing world is that he's been a revelation. Um, but apart from his long range shooting, does he offer anything else because we're still leaking goals? I don't think, I don't think the centre arms are the problem. Uh, I said this just before we started. I've got an issue with the form of our two fullbacks and and our previous goalkeeper. Um, the first three goals we conceded this season, as far as I, sorry, the first six goals, as far as I'm concerned, were all directly the result of of the Spanish waiter. I, I, he's out of position. He's he's too slow. Uh, the guy just doesn't doesn't make any saves. And a lot of a lot of those came from wingers getting in behind our fullbacks. I mean, especially against Manchester City, and balls being pulled back across goal and. Um, the form of Cliche and Sanya are the only uh, only grey clouds blotting my, my blue sky at the moment. That, that, that first goal he conceded at Manchester City, the Spanish way to the clown. Yeah. I mean, I was in a pub watching that game, and it was a packed pub. When that ball went in, a collective groan from 300 people in the pub. Oh, not again. Oh, my it's, God. It's not just again. a goal, it's a he goal went off down the goalkeeper's face. Yeah. He went down with a fortnight shopping in his hand. He was that slow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and, I mean, it's just not good enough. Love that. It's just Love not good enough. And, and the chest infection that he subsequently got, I hope it lasts forever, because I don't want him back. I was going to say, he gets a runny bum for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I know our medical scarves bad, but, you know, ever heard of Bedelin? Uh, he's yeah. been diplomatically dropped, and uh, he will struggle to regain his place from um, 
And I think, I've, I, think yeah, man, I think we've got a problem with our defence. It's not the it's not the personnel because right. they're all at the top of their game personnel wise. Oh. It's the fact that we play total football. Okay. Eleven men back. Sorry, eleven men going forward, and like three men coming back. It's like Clichy and Sagner or Abuli when he plays, they bomb forward. But Minor likes to go forward. Song kind of sits back and okay. protects what's left of the defence. Whoever's alongside Song likes to go forward. The, the three <laughs> forwards like to go forward. I mean, we don't know what it's like to play a, a disciplined game like Chelsea play. So if we did play that sort of game, I think the back four would be good enough. Yeah, I mean, he's been like so himself. He said, yeah, you've you won 6-2, but would you yeah. rather won 4-0? And well, no, I mean, it's, it's the downside of our, our philosophy and the way we play football is that because yeah. our onus is on attacking, we occasionally leave holes. And I still think he thinks the defence is better than it actually is. But, yeah. but sometimes holes would be quite a nice thing. But it was nice though, wasn't it? Wasn't it nice to go Gallas. to Fulham and see your keeper make some saves? It was. Oh, wasn't it brilliant? And even um, as the people were saying he was re- responsible for the first goal. I disagree. There was that long-range shot that yeah. came in the second half. Oh, for Lancer, I, I, yeah. And I know he loves to do these big, long, long-range shots. That Tony loves it. But it's great to see a keeper make a save and do a dive. Yeah. And get <laughs> a punch yeah. out. Oh, just block the space like yeah. he did the other one. He just blocked... He just, I mean, I've got a great view of that. He just stood there, spread himself. When the shot came in, it yeah. just hit him. Mm. When, when does a shot ever hit exactly. And I've got Lillian, and Minardi might be a bit mental. He's got that mad look in his eyes like Layman. Now yeah. Layman was a bit, you know, a bit yeah. of a psycho. He's got a great name. I think Minardi's he has got, got a great yeah. name. I think Pito Minardi. Yeah, yeah. that's a great name. Yeah, oh, yeah. it could, be, it could definitely be like one of um, Tony's yeah. primes. Is that my Lord Admiral going off on a bit of a tangent? That well, no, no, I was just about to say. What's it called? Wojcicki? His name is Wojcicki. Wojcicki. He looks right as well. He looks good. What do you mean? Gets my score. Play. What's that? Play. Not to look at. I'm not a homo. <laughs> well, no, sorry, 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 Steve, Wojciech Chesney. Yeah, I like <laughs> No, what's he look like? He's very tall, kind of like mousy hair, quite rugged. Quite really? Handsome, Has he got a nice little happens. beard? Or? No, he no, looks no, no, like no. a young Milton Burrow and he's lovely. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, I know, you're right. Hey, do you know what? I saw David Dean on the television the other day. Now, I'm sure it was that video, <laughs> right? Now, I'm sure it was that video that they used when Wenger went 10 years and they fished it out again. Like for obviously now him going past yeah. like 13 years, we'll come on to that a little bit later. But has anybody noticed that the older he gets, he gets more like Quentin Crisp? With David Dean? Yeah. He's so camp. It's unbelievable. Have you not noticed it? And he gets more and more like it. And he's more cross-legged and... <laughs> oh, well. Oh. well uh, and he's, not, he's so thirsty now. No, he is. <laughs> he's, he's so he's there, all four of us. You know, he's so thirsty that when we took him on, it was marvellous. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Come on to that Listen, later as well. Who's the leading man in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Just so I know. Jesus, I don't know, but I've seen his uh, meat and two veg. <laughs> no, there's no nudity in that. What do I want to go and that I got dragged by my mother-in-law, sister at the, the musical. Oh, <laughs> but I say brilliant. There's no, <laughs> no good songs, but you know. I will say though, if it's Saturday afternoon and the football wasn't on, yeah. it's yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, yes. um, we'll carry on. Right, what I was going to say is another difference from last season is that we've replaced Carlo Toro with Thomas von Marlon. A bit of difference in the long range shooting. Has he improved the defence? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you about Carlo Toro. No! Thomas von Marlon! Thomas von Marlon! One goal ever. The Milan's got six in his first two months. I know, no, no, to be fair, Torre started as a bit part player. He's going to start, but he scored pretty much in his first season. He was like, yeah. in his first season, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he tried to quite a few. He shot one over the bar. Yeah. The Milan's actually going in. 
No, I remember once when Troy, I think, came on against Chelsea in like the 85th minute and scored a goal, but I know what you mean. Yeah. As a centre yeah. back, he didn't score very many goals. No. no. I think with Bamola and his A, a he's left footed. So he compliments Gareth better. Because yeah, Wenger does like a left footer. <laughs> but we scored four left footed goals yesterday. Really? Peculiar. Yeah, first four goals all left footed. Um, uh, he has balanced the team. He, he's, a, he's a better technical footballer, I think, than Carlo Ture is. Um, I, I, I'm not a huge thing for accommodating people's egos at the best of times, but um, the fact that him and Gallas appear to get on is obviously uh, a much better thing. Um, he prefers to attack the first ball. When we had two centre-halves last year, he didn't. Um, in fact, the only centre-half we had on the staff last season who did like attacking the first ball was on loan AC Milan. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's an all-round improvement. So, talking of that guy that was on loan at AC Milan, yeah, what's that what do you think of his performance against West Brom? Very good. Thought he played very well. I didn't see too much improvement from the old centre-off, to no. be honest. A, well, very good. Bear in mind he was playing against West Brom yeah. next to Michael Sylvester. Yeah. I suppose that's a handicap for anyone, isn't it? <laughs> OK, well, we touched on it earlier. There's rumours about Patrick Vieira coming back to Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, are we all happy about that? Um, I think I said in the podcast before last, or number 37, whatever it might have been, I right. was getting everyone excited, yeah. and Gene of Admiral by his pending return. Yeah. Now, tabloid stories are to be believed, yeah. the deal is done, the right. deal is sorted. Song goes to the African Cup of Nations in January, and steps into his place, Mr Paddy V. I, if he stays fit, why not, I say? For six weeks or so, he comes in, Fills that hole for now, for now. Fantastic. It would be great. And imagine that mid-season, we're almost got the players are tired. Oh, I'm thinking, what are we going to do? You know, oh, the season's long, it's arduous. But then the crowd see Paddy come yeah. on. Oh, imagine it. It's going to be brilliant. Oh, I'll get excited. I said the last, the last podcast, but it's so exciting, Steve. They can even, okay. get, they can even get the old half-time tune out, couldn't they? Yeah. He is not a 26-year-old Patrick Vieira. Number two. Damn. He is... Damn for spoiling that for us. No, no, he's not. <laughs> number two. Number two. Um, you say he comes into the team to replace Alexander Song. Um, he's a completely different player to Alexander Song. You have to remember, when he was um, the linchpin of the Arsenal midfield, he was playing either next to Manuel Petit or Gilberto Silva. Who would have been more I'm having the V's our editor is sat on the other side with, with head in hands. <laughs> Guys, I'm not angry. So, I'm just disappointed. What's the no, third you, point? Yeah, we're going to say his third point. Okay, the third point is he's played about 15 games in the last three seasons because his legs are gone. If he's fresh. He's only got to play a month, He's 70 grand a week, three and a half million pound a year for someone who's going to play eight games and going to be on the treatment table for most of the time. We've got five of them already. Um, if we can get him out for free and he stays fit, that's absolutely fine. But if there's money available, um, if you want a proper full-time replacement or um, someone to fill in for Alexander Song, buy someone to do that role. Buy Miguel Veloso from Sporting. Never heard of him. 
Guys, guys, I'd love him back and I'd love, love him to be a success. But the, the reason why the, the cliche, um, you never go back, exists is because if he's anything but brilliant, it'd be the worst thing in the world. If yeah. it turns out to be shit, yeah. you know, we'll hold I know. Yeah. But sometimes, Dave, in life, this is like the good and bad of drinking. This is really like the yeah. good and bad of drinking because when you've had a drink, everything's <laughs> great and you're really yeah. happy. And then the next day, you get alcohol depression, which is David. <laughs> to be fair, I'm Guys, right. honestly, he's, tw- he's not a Patrick Vieira of 26. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well, I look like a big child. What's the alternative? The RV. Yeah, the poor man's Vieira. Yeah, yeah, that's the real thing. Yeah. I, I do love these comparisons between the RV and Vieira. The RV is similar to Patrick Vieira, only in the sense that they both have a head. <laughs> Well, I don't, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm not a great VRV fan, but I don't dislike him as much as some Arsenal fans do. Okay. Well, yeah. I know a man that we do dislike, yeah. and that is Emmanuel Adebayo, who was only fined a few thousand pounds for his goal celebration a few weeks ago. I believe you were there, Miss Tolling. I was indeed. Yeah. Um, a crazy afternoon, at times a sad afternoon, did you, at other times a vicious afternoon. Did you oh my gosh, I'm Barry Davis. <laughs> was it you that threw the plastic chair? I didn't. Um, I actually spoiled it being thrown by this, but it was a kind of bad atmosphere. The bad vibes were kind of going down. It's like mm. back in the 80s. Not that I was there in the 80s, but I imagine that's what it was like. Yeah, no, I watched some films. Okay, now what do you think about the thousand pound? Or I don't know, was it twenty grand? Twenty five grand. Twenty five grand. Two games you spend. That's right. Yeah, and he got that money back by sending an article to the Sun on why Arsenal fans are so horrible. Which is which is the nonsense part about it all? Because obviously we've heard this song sung at every other ground in well, not every other ground, but we've at many grounds across the country. And I I don't know if this is true, but there's rumours that Manchester City were singing it at Ashburton Grove last season. Is that correct? Can anybody confirm they were? So his own fans are actually singing it at in this appalling song that we don't need to talk about anymore. But you know, he's saying that the the treatment from the Arsenal fans was well, let's, let's stick up for the Arsenal fans. Yeah. We do I mean, need to, I mean, yeah, a little bit. A little I mean, bit. We, the Arsenal fans have had a bad press about this Adebayo yeah. thing. Almost as if, like, oh, we don't appreciate what he did, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Well, you know, we... we, we but you've got to look at what we just said about Vieira and Henri and Pires and all the players. <coughs> you know, and Cola doesn't get grief like that. He got grief from the Arsenal fans, in case anyone needs me to put it on record, because he was a lazy git last year and he didn't try and we and appreciate that combined that you know, Cess might go else, elsewhere. Yeah. He plays it right. He yeah. plays it right with the media. At the end of the day, Adebayor made it quite clear that the money was right, he didn't fuck off. Yeah. And it was that combined, his lack of effort, yeah. that we hated him. Absolutely. 
Well, I think hate's probably a strong word. We, we kind of got on his back a bit. Okay. We, I mean, I think this last the player last year. No one can honestly say they hated him. No. Well. I but no, I, did, did, no, I, hated no, I didn't hate him last year. No, I didn't hate him at all. I, 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 I would like to try to try him. I would like to try guy, The guy gave up in September. I thought he was a disgrace last year. And yeah. the match, the football focus interview he did towards the end of last season, yeah. where he apologised. See, that was right at the end of the season. That was awful, coffee. Where, where, uh, it was after the Champions League semi-final. He said, "I was up against Village and Ferdinand. What was I supposed to do? Well, let's start with running. Yeah, let's start with rudimentary comprehension of the offside rule." We do forget, obviously, that you know how great a player he was, and he was a, he was magnificent against Arsenal. He, he was, really was. Yeah. I mean, he did probably the job of about three men. He was he was clearing stuff off the line. He was winning every single header, which he did two seasons ago at Arsenal. You know, he, um, he held the ball up really, really well. He ran for everything. It reminded me of the player that I, to a certain degree, in a footballing sense, fell in love with because no, I was a huge fan of his of that season. But it's the nature, it's the ex-girlfriend thing, isn't it? Yeah, you think, about, think about your ex-girlfriend, you know, when it was great, it was brilliant. But the second, you know, they break up with you, they cheat, they cheat on you whatever, or, or whatever, that's the person they become. The person you're in love with is dead and doesn't exist. The Emmanuel Adebayor, who was great for Arsenal, died, I think, around about the time he scored the penalty against Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, in the Emirates Cup last season, ran to the singing section, kissed his badge, uh, and thought, "There we go, I've absolved myself." Exactly. Of playing. Yeah. He then get it, got um, uh, got it, got it in the next, the next few games. He thought, "There's no fucking point to this. I'm getting my four million pound a year anyway. Um, I, I'm I'm done." And and that's it. The Emmanuelated by all that we love died. Yeah. I think he did take a leaf out of Benton's book though, and, and tried hard and said the right things, and you know, really, really gave his all for the club. Mm. You know, I think there wouldn't have been any question about him A leaving and B being hated by Arsenal fans. Totally agree. He is his own worst enemy in this case. But I will say though, Lord Admiral, to throw mm-hmm. this into the mix, even though I agree with these two guys totally, yeah. I do think if you dish it, you have to take it. Absolutely. And that day, us Arsenal fans, and I joined in, I was dishing it like a chef or master chef. I was dishing it out big style. I was Michelle Rue Jr. Dishing it out like you could not dish it anymore. <laughs> so, but if you dish it, you've got to serve up some nice food on the plate. Wait, and the fact was, hang he on, no, no, hang on, what, what? You've got to dish up some nice food on the plate? Yeah. What, to him? Yeah, we're dishing it to him on the plate. Right, but you have to dish plate, up some nice food. He's throwing food at him. Yeah, well, I don't know what we're doing. We're dishing plate. something up. What I'm saying, Russ, is that we dished it out, so we have to take it. We have to yeah, eat yeah, the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, even though he's a flipping twerp, I hate the bloke, Yeah. you can't hate him too much running at the fans. And to be fair, it took a bit of bollocks, I think, actually. And I'm glad he's been fined. You know, it's not much money to him, but I thought it... But I was more disgusted with these bloody lunges and mm. Van Persel and on Fabregas. That to me is ten times worse than that run to us. I think Mark's, yeah, I think Mark's completely correct. So yeah, I, I, I think, I think the nature of football is it's theatre, it's pantomime. And you know, you take away, you know, the fans singing, you take away the fans getting pissed off at this earlier, you take away the players reacting. I mean, are, are, weren't, weren't players being criticised for not showing any emotion and not getting yeah. involved and not showing any passion? I mean, yeah, at, at the time, yeah, I, I thought, you know what, you you bastard. But with hindsight, it's fucking hilarious is what it is. It's quite yeah, funny, he, isn't he it? It's the way he runs comic yeah, run, yeah, like yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, get brilliant. away from me, get away from me. And then slides and presents himself, you yeah. know. Well, it is, it's drama, isn't it? Yeah, what a pair drama. of stones that guy must have. It is drama. Yeah. Fair, it's drama, fair drama, it's drama in theatre. If you're watching that as a neutral... I like drama in theatre, yeah. If you're watching that as a neutral... But imagine, I don't try to think of different. Imagine if it's like, I don't know, Liverpool v Man United, okay, and Joe Ryder have gone to United. No, Gary Neville does. 
does it. He does it all the time. Whenever they score against yeah, Liverpool, he goes like, up and gives it. And oh, yeah. I think that's great because he really gives it to the Scousers. Let's say it's Arsenal Tottenham, and you know you've just walked around the entire Tottenham defence and scored the greatest goal in the history of Highland oh. Stadium, and you run ninety yards to slide in front of the Tottenham supporters. No, my dream of Arsenal when I was a kid was never to score a winning goal in the Champions League or to score. Um, you know, an FA Cup final goal. It was to score at that end and slide on my knees in front of the shelf. That's all I've ever wanted <laughs> yeah. to do. Just yeah, slide in front of the shelf and just give it. Yeah. You know, and I'd have taken 25 grand for that and I'd have taken take how many games back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes. No problem with the celebration, but uh, the foul of Fabregas um, kicking Van Persie in the face and his general attitude towards his former teammates, um, I feel he got off lightly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, didn't he get done for that separately? Though? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he was given a given a full match ban, but you know, the intention to blind someone. Yeah, you know, if you did that on the street, you would go to prison. Just because it's on the football pitch, you shouldn't be. And so, Fabregas has left his leg in one place as well, yeah. really. Yeah, Fabregas could easily have broken his leg there, and that's the one that people just ignored. The media that's, that's because the media didn't that's because that. match of the day didn't show it on their highlight reel. They Therefore, didn't. it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's, it's it, I, I, I can't get into this because I'll be here all fucking night. But the fact that, you know, Sky Sports and Match of the Day essentially decide who and isn't going to be punished, who and isn't going to be congratulated, who is and isn't going to get the exposure to get in the England squad yeah. is something really quite sad. But it's in like saying that, it was Blackburn penalty, but not ours. Yeah, we had just an equally blatant penalty. Well, one thing I did notice because I, I watched the extended highlights on Sky of the, the yeah. Arsenal Manchester, Manchester City Arsenal game, and I don't think any of them showed how well he played as well. Mm. They didn't. I mean, you know, he was everywhere in that game. You know, so they kind of edited it for their own purposes. They wanted uh, afterwards to make him look like a villain. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, and yeah. that was very much after the, the papers had picked up on it and the abuse and, and what had happened. So, but still know, a wanker though, anyway. He's still a wanker, and I think it's right. It's like your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> what you want to do is cut him up into little bits and leave him in William Gallus's boot. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, anyway, so, now the usual reminder that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors. Vision Spot, publishing, publishing, London, Arthur Books. Before we wrap up, just to update you on the next issue of the Guna, which will be number 199, and be on sale for the matches against Birmingham, Liverpool, Spurs, and AZ Alcazelts, or whatever they're bloody called. <laughs> and, and with that, a quick farewell from our panel, David. Thank you all. Steve. Good night. And Mark. Cheerio. I've been your host, the Lord Admiral. Thanks for listening. La-dee-da-dee-da, la-dee-da-dee-dee. All good friends and jolly good company. Hooray! Hooray!